Well, welcome back, everyone. Uh, this is the uh, second part of our four-part series on FinPath, Hub's financial wellness tool. My name is Colin Clark, and I'm joined again by my colleague, uh, Matt Escalante, out of our Austin office, and he is in charge of our FinPath program. So welcome back. Thanks, Colin. Thank you. Yeah, so in the first segment, we kind of did an overview of financial wellness, the trends, and, and uh, you know how FinPath works and why uh, you know, why someone would uh, look at that program, but we kind of want to dig in a little deep, get like, get under the hood a little bit. Um, there's a lot of data that's out there about, uh, you know, the urgency around uh, American savings habits, their financial health, and how it ties in to the organization, and specifically productivity, absenteeism, things like that. So, Matt, um, you know, can you give us uh, some, you know, some of the things that you're seeing out in the marketplace that uh, why why a plan sponsor would consider implementing something like FinPath as a program? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the reality of the situation is that is that financial stress is real and it affects the majority of Americans, um, no matter and it, and it's across ages and income and education, all those types of things. And what I think is important, and the statistics will tell us, is that it's not necessarily those folks that are maybe considered low income earners. It's can, it can cross across, it, it can span across a lot of different uh, income levels, but you know, the, the stats will tell us that 67% of Americans are worried about their personal finance on a regular basis. You know, 46% of folks can't afford to cover a thousand dollar emergency, which also means that 46% of people can't walk into an Apple store and buy an iPhone with cash. Like they got to have to go through the process of financing it. So if you think of it from a different perspective, not necessarily emergency, but even a purchase that folks might want to make, you know, almost half of Americans can't afford to do that. Uh, folks are really focused on this concept of financial independence, even more so than traditional just retirement savings. And if I'm an employer, I want to think about that as, and if I'm designing a benefits package, is what does that mean? Like that, that obviously some of those core things are your, your standard employee benefits, your 401k plan, those types of items. But what are some things I can be doing in addition to that, sure, that want of employees to feel like they're getting or working towards financial independence? And just kind of hitting on the last one is that, you know, one of four Americans that make over $160,000 a year live paycheck to paycheck. And so it's not necessarily more income that solves this problem for folks. And in a lot of cases, more income just kind of throws gasoline on a fire that's already that's already burning in a situation where somebody has poor financial habits. Um, it's really about giving them the tools, the resources, and support so that they can build better financial habits with the re- with the income and the resources they have. And ultimately, that will lead to reduced financial stress for employees. And we all know that the benefits of having employees that are have a reduced amount of financial stress leads to less absenteeism, higher levels of production, better relationships at work and at home. So there's truly, it becomes a win-win situation for the employer employee and the employer that's providing the program. Well, in, you know, one of the statistics that, that uh, you know, you guys talk about on the FinPath website is 42% of millennials have not started saving for retirement at all. Now, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to venture to say that some of that has to do with student loan debt because yeah, when, when I talk to plan sponsors, 
um, you know, they're having problems, uh, you know, getting people to uh, defer into their retirement plan, for instance, because they're too concerned with their consumer debt or their student loan debt. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, what we've done on the platform is tried to find tools that will help people with um, student loan debt, whether it's taking advantage of a government program or um, taking advantage of a program that may be working within their employer. So we're super excited about like Secure 2.0. That's got yeah. some, yeah, so it's got some things in there that will allow people to obviously still pay down their student debt, but also at the same time participate in um, some employer matches that go into group retirement plans. So um, that is something that where people were to traditionally not savings and a part of the statistic that you just mentioned, Colin, um, because they were paying down to so much uh, retirement savings at the same time. So that should be a good thing. Yeah. And, and well, I heard a really fascinating statistic this week that uh, it's 50, uh, like 50 percent of people over 55 have never even opened up their retirement statement. And then you guys have a statistic saying 28 percent of people over 55 have no retirement savings. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's a it's an unfortunate place to be with. You know that the desire is out there for again, for folks to want to achieve that level of uh, financial independence, but have not, whether due to circumstances, have not participated into a retirement plan, whether it's just on their own in an IRA or part of a group retirement plan with a with their employers in a 401k. It's just that there's just been um there's been a, a lack of savings within, I guess maybe the the American culture that has um starting to show up in the statistics that you're that you mentioned. Well, FinPath is very holistic too. So uh, you know, not just focusing on the retirement side of things, but there are a couple other things that I think about, you know, when I'm doing one-on-one -on -one meetings with employees, um, I find that people are severely underinsured. Um, you know, does FinPath address, you know, kind of from a holistic perspective, people's financial life and all those different coverages and things that you should be thinking about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this was a big part of why, why FinPath even came into an existence is, you know, we spent a lot of time, like over the course of my career, is whether it was employee benefits or retirement, going out and doing education to really focus on the efficacy. So people were making the most out of those benefits that they were being provided. And what I kind of just learned sitting knee to knee with folks is that whether it was, you know, figuring out whether you should elect the higher low dental plan or whether it was, you know, putting how much money I should put away for retirement savings is that people were making compromises and like whether it was declining benefits or even if we flat out told somebody that it's going to be $100 or $300 or $500 a month that they need to put into their retirement account in order to um, reach, a, reach, a, reach the goal that they've set forth is, I mean, that's when you would see the, the, the wheels turning in folks' head and the compromise of basically saying, you know what, I just can't afford to do that. And we, we knew that in that moment, we had to have a service out there that really helped all employees, again, from the, from surviving to thriving, knowing that there's going to be different stages along the way. And if we're going to be providing you know this education and this wellness initiative, we can't just say, hey, for that person that can't afford to uh, save the appropriate amount to meet the retirement goal is, well, you know, come back to us whenever you're ready. Like we need to wrap our a program around these folks and figure out why. Like what's what's happening in their world and so forth. So the approach now becomes within within FinPath is that if somebody uh, does come connect with a, a financial coach or does use the technology, but more specifically connecting with a financial coach is obviously we want to take care of anything that 
might be um, acute that's causing some level of financial stress, but then also start to ask questions about your financial goals that they might have in place. And we often talk about whether it's retirement or college savings or something like that is probably like common goals for a lot of folks. It may not be the most immediate goal for a lot of folks as well. And it could be about you know getting out of debt or building a budget that's easier, repeatable, that's about you know creating emergency savings or evaluating insurance coverages so we can take care of some of those more foundational items in order to move them across that, um, that spectrum of surviving to thriving and um, get them in a situation where they're putting them putting money towards goals because they have a better understanding of how their money is being spent. Well, and you mentioned financial stress and, and I, you know, I don't want to, uh, I, I want to make sure we emphasize properly that, you know, financial stress is the number one work, uh, number one stress of the workplace and the number one cause for absenteeism and lack of productivity. So if my employees are financially well, they're going to be more productive at work, which is going to lead to improved uh, bottom line one thing that, that um, I hear uh, all the time is that uh, when people, when, when employees are not financially well, they blame their employer, mm-hmm. but when they are financially well, they give the employer all the credit in the world. Yeah. I think people look back to their employer and, and, and look at what are the resources that an employer is, um, is wrapping around us in terms of, in terms of benefits. Um, and that's really important one. So if, if you have an employer, employee that's financially stressed and that person becomes, you know, obviously vulnerable in terms of impacting production, but that person also becomes, you know, that person that might leave you know, your company as well. And we know all know how hard it is to attract good talent nowadays, which is with the job market the way it is, but also, you know, retain those people that are good quality employees in place. And, you know, utilizing a financial wellness program like FinPath, I I think of it as both. I think of it both as attraction and retention. And if you have good quality employees that are in place that you want to keep, but that employee is dealing with some level of financial stress, that's when they look at, can I make a dollar more an hour or can I make $5,000 more a year? It doesn't really take much for that individual to start looking because they feel like the only thing that's going to solve that feeling of stress is to be getting getting a higher wage. But in reality, if a program like, like FinPath can come into play and really help that individual to you know, diagnose what's causing the financial stress and help them work through it, then you have a better chance of retaining that employee, a good quality worker that you wanted to keep anyway. At the same time, you know, eliminating the possibility of that cost and time and resources that are associated with having to hire back in that position. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, so that's wonderful. You know, as we wrap up right now, we're going to come back in the third segment and talk uh, really what it's like. What's what's the user experience like? You, you mentioned the word ecosystem. And so I'm really curious to understand a little bit more about, you know, how you define that and how that fits into the organization. So, you know, we understand that financial wellness is a, is a, a big trend in, in our industry, in our business, and in, in employee benefits. Kind of the um, kind of the nexus of employee benefits and retirement. And then, you know, we also discussed, you know, there's some really compelling statistics around how we can really move the needle and improve our employees' lives and improve the organizational productivity and improve the bottom line at all of our companies by, you know, implementing a program like this. And so, uh, Matt, I want to thank you so much. We'll come back for our, our third segment and talk about the user system, the user experience in the ecosystem. So Matt, thanks again. Yeah. Thanks Colin. Looking forward to what's next. That's going to do it for this week's show. 
Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, we'd love for you to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you access your podcasts. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advice offered through Global Retirement Partners, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Global Retirement Partners, Washington Financial Group, a division of Hub International Mid-Atlantic and Hub International are not affiliated with LPL Financial. Global Retirement Partners, LPL Financial, Washington Financial Group, and Hub International are not affiliated in any way with the services offered by any guest on this show. Jeff, he's having to listen to this conversation. All right. Hopefully that, uh, hopefully Jeff can edit that, right? <laughs>